This is the Trolling Troller. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. Hope everybody had a fantastic Labor Day without participating in any kind of labor. It wasn't a labor of love, something that you wanted to do. I I promise that I would broadcast if I found a movie. You and your fucking British spelling of labor. That's not how labor is spelled. Learn English, you English motherfucker. Yes, that was meant to be a joke. Yeah, learn American English, damn it. Because, like, we're America, we're the greatest country on earth. You learn to speak English our way. We need to, we need to wage war to impose it on the rest of the world. Specifically, the southern dialect, the dialect I speak. The media winch was mocking the other day. <laughs> Live in color. That's my favorite color. Ooh. Ooh. Or the Asian people. Or any anywhere that the U.S. decides to wage war, we get beaten by them. Does not matter where we decide to make some more. We fuck it up. Oh, yeah, I, I need to talk about what we got going on on the show tonight, don't I? Well, I mean, South America has come back to haunt. Because that was a covert action, the, the consequences of the U.S.'s actions in South America... I got a song for you. It's called... Suck my balls. Would you like me to sing it for you? The repercussions of what happened in South America is being felt now with the refugee crisis, the gang violence. Only wholesome things. I don't know about Unknown Henson being awful or awesome. Like, I've seen him live. He's a, he's a great performer. I will give him that. Now, I don't know that the person is all that awesome of a person. I think he might uh, he might be a little little bit of a redneck and stuck in uh, stuck in the past, perhaps. We only do wholesome things on this stream. Like, talk about the news. It might even require a content warning. I'm sure we'll do something throughout the show that requires that. We're going to talk about the governor's race in California. We're going to talk about the governor's race in Florida. Apparently, Ron DeSantis had a run-in with a reporter today. Oh, remember that radio station? 
where I I lit them up, tore them a new asshole, and said they should be taken off of the air, their license revoked for having the audacity to put Phil Valentine, the COVID-denying asshole, on their airwaves, on the public airwaves. And then he, he suffered the consequences of his actions and died of the COVID. They did a whole Labor Day special. A Phil Valentine Labor Day special. We're going to take a listen to part of that here towards the end of the show. The I didn't even know how to say it last week. The Moo variant. I said it wrong almost an entire show. The Moo variant. Get ready to hear about the Moo variant going forward because it has been detected in 49 fucking states. Ooh. Of course he was a dick. All all these right-wing assholes are. Rolling Stone has had to issue a addendum. Not necessarily a correction. All the all the uh, right-wing outlets are jumping onto it like, oh, they're refusing to call it a correction. Well, they didn't really have to correct the story. They cited somebody. That person, their credentials were a little off. Rolling Stone made the correction, but of course right-wingers went nuts about it. Some doctors at UAB walked, uh, walked, oh, it was nurses. It was nurses at UAB walked off the job, staged a walkout for better conditions. Perfect thing to do on Labor Day. A virologist is upset that his work has been hijacked by anti-vaxxers. But first, let's talk about the law going into effect in Texas. Oh no, I'm sorry. We're going to start off with the bill signed into law in Texas. Oh, you thought we were going to do the abortion bill. Governor Greg Abbott signs SB1, the GOP voting bill, into law. Abbott signed the Republican-backed voting bill into law on Tuesday, making good on a promise to rewrite the state's election practices despite sharp opposition and quorum-busting walkouts by Democrats. Election integrity is now the law in the state of Texas, Abbott said shortly after putting his signature to Senate Bill 1 during a signing ceremony in Tyler. Abbott dismissed Democrats and civil rights leaders who say SB1 will increase hurdles to voting and disproportionately affect non-white voters. No one who is eligible to vote will be denied the opportunity to vote, the governor said in front of a backdrop of U.S. and Texas flags and a half a dozen Republican lawmakers. It does, however, make it harder for cheaters to cast an illegal ballot. That's what Abbott says. Now, what's wild about this is the Trump DOJ said the last election was the safest election in history, so it's weird to sign a bill about securing elections after the safest election in history. Immediately after Abbott signed SB1, two federal lawsuits were filed to block the law from taking effect on December 3rd, including one led by the League of United Latin American Citizens. 
L-U-L-A-C strongly opposes this attack on our voting rights and freedoms because they have one and only purpose, to dilute our voice at the ballot box and continue to stop electoral change in Texas. This is according to Domingo Garcia, the president of the organization. The NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund also sued to halt SB1, arguing that Republicans ignored opportunities to make it easier to register to vote and to cast a ballot instead of placing restrictions on drive-through voting. Instead, placing restrictions on drive-through voting, voter uh, assistance, and mail-in ballot applications. Two similar federal court challenges were filed Friday as the battlefield over SB1 shifts from Capitol to the federal courts. Friday's lawsuits by civil and voting rights groups joined by progressive organizations, argued that unless it is blocked, SB1 will suppress voting rights, allow partisan poll watchers to intimidate voters and poll workers, and create poorly defined new crimes and civil penalties. Abbott said he was confident the new law will be upheld in court. They even argued with somebody earlier today. And, like, they say the same thing. They all parrot the same line. They're like, what? You think black people are too stupid to get an ID? That's always... I didn't even mention anything about IDs. I mean, there's a lot wrong with this law besides ID. I think ID laws were already in place in Texas before this law. This is extra restrictions. But they just parrot the talking points they hear on right-wing propaganda sides. But no, no. I voted in the last election without a valid picture ID. (laughs) I work from home. My license expired. A pandemic happened. Why are you trying to limit my vote? Why is my voter registration not valid? Now, I live in a state where an ID is required. I took my expired ID. I took my birth certificate. But here's the thing. Is the state where I'm from... An ID wasn't required. I went to the polling location. They asked me my name. They asked me my address. And they asked me my date of birth. They find you in the voter rolls. They turn the book around. You sign your name. Now tell me. How is that any less secure? Name, address, and birth date. Think about what it would, what would be required for somebody to go to the polls, the information they would need to have in order to try to hijack an election. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just a restriction. It's only going to apply to a small number of people. Now, the left has lost this argument in public polling. ID laws are popular. Just because most people have an ID. The the few people that don't have an ID tend to be poor people, which, of course, is, unfortunately, in this racist-ass country, uh, uh, falls on people of color. It is indeed security theater. You're exactly right. And, like, I don't think you necessarily need an ID, but you have to approve your identity because when you're registering to vote, and this this was, I'm from Kentucky, and it was any time that you had a interaction with the government was a chance to register to vote. So you may have an interaction with the government that doesn't require a photo ID, but you have to present them your, you know, your birth certificate, your social security card, what have you. 
They could lie and use someone. You would have to know somebody else's info. You'd have to know somebody's address and birth date. And you could only do it once. And you'd have to know their polling precinct. I mean, if you knew their address, it'd be easy to find their polling precinct. But it just, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just another hurdle. That's, that's, that is what Republicans are good at doing is putting up hurdles. I don't care. You personally know someone that did it is not evidence of fucking anything. Because I can't verify if you're lying or not, so fuck off. I don't care if you personally know someone that did it. This is an incredibly stupid argument. <laughs> yep, there you go. That that would uh, that would cause the ballot to be rejected. Well, you're not going to convince me because it was a, it was a stupid fucking argument. Yeah, it was. It was trying to counter what I was saying. That's literally what an argument is. And that's what I'm here for. You want to argue with me? 917-830-4359. Call in. I would love I would love to have an argument. I feel like I half at No, it wasn't adding context. It was adding bullshit propaganda. I would love to I, I feel like I kind of half-assed the show tonight with what I have prepared. So I would love nothing more than someone to call and argue with me for an hour or two. So if you would like to actually have a debate, a discussion, whatever, what have you, what whatever you want to call it, 917-830-4359, or you can hop in the Discord. And I will be happy, like, pick a topic. I'll go to town on it. I mean, I even made a cup of coffee before I came on the air tonight. And for those of you who don't know, usually I'm sitting here drinking tea, but I drink pussy tea. Sparkles won't drink my tea when she comes over. Because it's like herbal, non-caffeine, fucking just so like, coffee is the only time I ever get caffeine, so I might get wired during the show, and I'm not high enough for this shit. That's, that's for certain. Please. Add all the context you would like. Give me this context. I'm dying for it. (laughs) Other Texas laws. The abortion law. Remember we talked about the website? I I kept promoting whatever the fuck it was called. I don't remember now. ProLifeWhistleblower.com. That was the name of it. We did our job, the Texas-based abortion tracking website that was designed to help enforce the state's recently enacted abortion ban has been shut down for a second time. ProLifeWhistleblower.com, which was created by the anti-abortion group Texas Right to Life, invited people to send in anonymous tips on those who may be performing or aiding in abortions in violation of the state's new law. Texas's abortion law essentially bans almost all abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, which is usually around six weeks of preg- pregnancy. The legislation also allows private citizens to sue people who aid or perform abortions in violation of the law. 
The website was booted from GoDaddy on Friday for violating the company's terms of service policy on collecting information on third parties. Oh my god! So it was also like trying to collect your information and scam you as well. Such registration was changed to Epic, which is notorious for hosting other controversial websites like 8chan, The Daily Beast. Oh, I'm sorry, The Daily Beast reported. The site later went offline after Epic told Texas Right to Life that it violated the company's terms of service. The fucking hosting site for 8chan has terms of services that can be violated shit. Representative for Epic told the Daily Beast that it had received complaints that the anonymous forum violated the company's terms of service, particularly the collection of information on third parties without consent. What were they trying to... What kind of fucking scam were they running? Texas Right to Life spokesperson Kimberly Schwartz told the Washington Post that the organization is seeking long-term plans for the website. We're exploring various long-term plans for domain registration, Schwartz said. For now, ProLifeWhistleblower.com is redirecting to Texas Right to Life only while we move hosts. Before it was removed from GoDaddy, multiple TikTok and Reddit users had flooded the anonymous tip line with fake reports. I don't give a shit what you do, dude. You want to come in here and give a dumb fuck opinion, I'm going to call it out. That's that's what I do. But I'll give you the chance to defend yourself. You can call in, you can Discord. Feel free to give it a whirl. Mexico Supreme Court votes to decriminalize abortion. When you're like saying, oh, my friend did this. No, that's that's not evidence of anything. You can't present that as evidence. That is a dumb fuck thing to do. Because I want something that's concrete. You got to give me data. If you're trying to dispute what I say, you give me data. You give me something I can look up and prove. Because my friend did it, I, that's not provable. So it's, it's, it's not anything that's relevant to the conversation. I'm telling you you're full of shit. Voter fraud is minuscule. It doesn't fucking happen in this country. Most voter fraud is people voting in the wrong precinct by mistake or fucking up their ballot. (laughs) So I, I don't give a shit about you just fucking coming in here and, and, and saying something that's unverifiable. It, it adds nothing to the conversation. I just told you. Yes, it's, it does fucking happen. It is absolutely minuscule. And when it does happen, it's usually an honest mistake. Would you like me to go down through all the fucking challenges that the Trump administration 
threw up at ballots that turned out like, oh, they said people were voting in the wrong state, but it turned out to be military families that were stationed somewhere else but were voting in the state where they were registered. Would you, would you like to give me specific instances that I can show you that tangible evidence to prove something? Because just saying my friend did it isn't evidence of anything. It doesn't add anything to the conversation. It makes you look like a dumb fuck. Do you understand? That's, that's how discussions work. But yet you're implying it's so common that you have a friend that did it. The implication being that you have, that everybody like knows somebody that's done it. So it's far more widespread than what it actually is. What, what friend comment? You asked me what dumb fuck I, what else have you said? Have you said anything? Like that was that was the dumb fucky thing you said in my chat. <laughs> it does matter. It does matter if Texas passes that law. Because even if it's just preventing a thousand, two thousand, or any number of people, whether it's it's insignificant on the margins, it's enough to swing an election. Oh, it will matter for the Republicans because they can't win an actual Democratic election. They have to rig things. It absolutely matters for Republicans. And that's why they push so hard to pass the stupid-ass law. Why don't you do a stream? What am I parroting? What am I parroting? Do not accuse me of shit. You better come with receipts. Oh my God. You're a partisan. You're coming in here spouting right-wing propaganda. I stick to facts. I'm I'm not the partisan here. I'm not even a fucking Democrat. Now, I'll probably never vote anything but Democrat the rest of my life. But that's the Republicans' fault. They've done everything that they can to tell me that they hate me and my friends. They've done everything that they can to tell me that they hate organized labor. That's not a left-wing talking point. That's the facts. That's the facts. That's the facts. Right now, right now, the Senate is split 50-50. 40 million more people voted for the Democrats than did the Republicans. Over the last 10 years, four more people voted Democrat in the congressional races than Republicans. But the Republicans won more seats thanks to gerrymandering. Thanks to voter purges. 
I don't think you know what you're talking about. I'm not the partisan here. I'm just giving you data. It's not a left-wing talking point. If the left-wing is saying it, good, because it's true. Like, first of all, the Democrats aren't fucking left-wing. I look at it as cheating. I look at it as rigging it in your favor. I want more democracy. I want more democracy. And you would be better off with more democracy. We would all be better off with a government that was far more representative of the people. Hell yeah, Merkin. Welcome. I hope you had a nice Labor Day. I took the evening off. I actually did look up a movie, if I had have streamed, that apparently had rave reviews. Let me let me see if I can find the name of it here real fast. I watch a lot of shit on YouTube. Scroll back. Something spirit. And it was supposed to be really good. I wish I had a streamed it. I'm sorry. I actually, I kind of uh, had it in my mind to stream, and then I was cleaning house and lost track of time. I'm too far back. I don't remember what it was. I'm sorry. I'm. Hor- I will look it up. Hold on. Oh yeah, you type in movie about labor, you actually get pregnancy movies. (laughs) God damn it, I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, labor movies. Wikipedia. It was something spirit. It was made in the... In like the 60s. I thought about there's there was a couple of them that were you know from the twenties. I was like, oh, that'd be cool to watch something from the twenties. They were German. Not that I have anything against like German films. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, fucking like Mexico decriminalizes abortion right after Texas criminalizes it. The ruling, which sets a precedent for the legalization of abortion nationwide, follows years of efforts by a growing women's movement in Mexico. Criminalizing abortion is unconstitutional. Mexico's Supreme Court ruled on Tuesday, setting a precedent that could lead to legalization of the procedure across this conservative Catholic country of about 130 million people. Unanimous ruling from the nation's top court follows years of efforts by a growing women's movement in Mexico that has repeatedly taken to the streets of major cities to demand greater rights and protections. The decision which opens the door for Mexico to become the most populous Latin American country to allow abortion was met with elation by feminist activists and dismay by conservative politicians. And of course, the powerful Catholic Church. Why anyone still listens to the Catholic Church, I'll never know. They do still hold some sway in Latin countries. Fucking Ted Cruz. Ugh. Speaking of viruses. <laughs> Transitioning from Ted Cruz. Authorities in India are racing to contain a deadly, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, Nipah virus outbreak. Authorities in India's southern Kerala state are racing to contain an outbreak of the Nipah virus, the virus which is not related to the coronavirus behind the current global pandemic and is far more deadly, killed a 12-year-old boy in Kerala over the weekend, prompting stepped-up efforts to trace his contacts. New infections have been confirmed. The boy was admitted to a hospital a week ago with high fever. As his condition worsened, the doctor suspected inflammation of his brain. Ooh! His blood samples were sent to the National Institute of Virology, where tests confirmed a Nipah infection. He died early on Sunday. Government authorities have stepped up contracting, uh, con- contract tracing efforts, identifying, quarantining, and testing people who may have come into contact with the young victim. According to the state's health minister, Vina George, 188 people who came into contact with the boy had been identified by Monday. Of them, 20 were considered high-risk primary contacts, primarily as family members, all of whom were being held under strict quarantine or hospitalized. Two healthcare workers who came into contact with the victim were already showing symptoms. They were admitted to a hospital, and their blood samples have been sent for testing. Authorities sealed off the area within about a two-mile radius of the boy's home. They were screening people for symptoms in all adjoining districts of the Corella State. The neighboring state of Tamil Nadu was also on high alert for any suspect cases of fever. And Well, this is just something that we're going to have to live with going forward. With climate change, it's going to exacerbate these deadly diseases because one, we're going to thaw out some that we haven't even seen in thousands of years. And it also expands the places on earth where the conditions are ripe for a virus to develop like that. I hate saying overpopulation like, like, we're not overpopulated. 
the idea of overpopulation is kind of an argument to promote scarcity. It's, it's, it's somewhat propaganda. I think I saw the thing where like you could have every person on earth live on like an acre in Alaska or some shit. We have the resources to be able to, to, to feed more people like we can feed like 10 billion, 12 billion, something like that. And we only have 8 billion around there. It's just, we manufacture the scarcity and we, you know, we do things like throw potatoes in the, in the ocean to make sure we keep the prices high and shit. It sucks. By the way, I'm, I've, I've got one of my destroy all monsters shirt on that has a picture of Godzilla hopefully destroying Walmart. Uh, it, it, this shirt was by a buddy of mine who is uh, in the hospital right now and um, not doing too well. So I'll give him a plug. Hopefully he's alive to see the fucking results toxic tease on Facebook well just any intermingling of populations is going to make a pandemic worse I don't know you'd have to ask somebody like producer Dave they might make a trade with you Meanwhile, here in the U.S., we are still dealing with the worst of the coronavirus outbreak so far. 40 million coronavirus cases recorded in the United States. There have also been nearly 650,000 deaths related to the virus in the United States. More than 4.5 million deaths have been reported globally. Let's take a look at Statistics from Labor Day last year versus Labor Day of this year. Daily COVID-19 infections up more than 300% from Labor Day of last year. You know, when we were actually taking precautions somewhat. Daily COVID infections are up more than 300% from Labor Day weekend of last year. The USA Today reported, citing data from Johns Hopkins University, According to the data, COVID-19 cases have risen 316% since Labor Day of 2020 and daily COVID-19 related deaths are twice, twice as high. Hospitalizations are also up by 158% compared to Labor Day weekend a year ago. According to data from Health and Human Services, the massive number of hospitalizations is causing numerous states across the nation to run short on a number of ICU beds available to patients. According to the USA Today. Now, of course, we're seeing these staffing shortages, doctors, nurses, hospital staff. This is a culmination of a lot of factors. The lean staffing that hospitals have been doing for fucking decades now. Trying to operate them more as for-profits. 
I worked for a hospital in the mid 2000s in the PR department, and literally that is that is what I heard from the people at the hospitals. They tried to transition this hospital that has always ran as a not for profit into a for profit entity. That this will improve the services that we provide to people. Instead, it just helped drive up the fucking costs. I'm Amy Goodman. Welcome to Democracy Now! It's really weird to me when, like, I'll be, I'll be, like, laying here not paying attention and, like, YouTube will autoplay and it'll play something from fucking... Like, the other day it played something from the Obama administration. They were referring to Obama as the president and I'm like, fucking wow! That's a much different fucking time. It's so weird. Speaking of Labor Day COVID cases, this Dr. Nashville forecasts further bursts of COVID cases following the Labor Day weekend. I'm glad I'm glad there's a video for this because I'm not high enough and I want to hit the bong. What I see is a tension that's going on, this great desire for people to get back to normal or near normal activities, which is, of course, understandable after a year and a half of hunkering down. But with a 42 percent vaccination rate in Tennessee, doctors are cautioning. But, 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 but like we really didn't hunker down. It was a good chance to hunker down and everybody just jack off and spend money on OnlyFans and shit. It absolutely does for me because I went back to college during those years. So, like, it is a completely different era for me. But, like, we never actually hunkered down for a year. Last year at this time, we were warning people not to go out on Labor Day, and they didn't listen. Mass events, unvaccinated and unmasked. But at the same time... We see this invisible virus, highly contagious, still spreading in our communities, stressing hospitals, intensive care units, and increasingly even reaching down into the pediatric population and hospitalizing children. As family and friends gather for the holiday weekend and take in some entertainment, doctors are spelling out what the next two weeks could look like for Tennessee. Oh, wow, Mergen. I like I feel sorry for all my friends that are in college through this because like part of the experience is going and being there in person. I mean, they're there. I took some online classes while I was there. It was already starting to be more hybrid back then, but like the community on the campus, especially. And like, you know, like one of the things that helped form my political opinions is like, you know, I was just around so many people from the fucking art department that were weird and had different views. Yeah, see, like, I've got a buddy who's going to college as well. And he, he goes almost entirely online. I think he has to, like, he has to take some classes eventually in person. I, okay, so I could understand, like, computer science classes and shit, but, like, I was in the philosophy department. I fucking loved going to classes. You know, in the broadcasting department, we had, you know... My classes were in a lab, you know, with editing software in front of me. Like, I I was at home 
and I really enjoyed going to class. I sat with my coffee in the front row and all my government, philosophy, all those kinds of classes, argued with people. Because of course I did. But like, like, it sucks for the people in college now to miss out on the on-campus experience but also still be charged for full fucking price. Still getting gouged, getting charged for that experience, which I mean, I don't think a lot of campuses are remote at this moment in time. Would you call me a chuddy troll? I mean, like, you might, you might have called me like a teacher's pet. Like, I'm like, ooh, 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 I know the answer. <laughs> like when, I'm, when I'm arguing with you, you know, I was arguing, like, somebody, like, put their hand up and said something stupid. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, let me counter that. One time, one time, this dude came in, and uh, apparently he was blistered. The teacher got all over him because he was high as shit. And I just, like, the entire time, I'm sitting front fucking row, dead center, and I'm like, should I stand up and be like, I'm high as shit right now? Like, there's nothing, <laughs> no reason to say, like, I'm your best fucking student, and I'm high as shit right now. I smoked a bong before I came in. <laughs> but, like, clearly, like, you know, I've been smoking for fucking ten years at this point and shit. I guess I know how to hide it a lot better. And plus, you know, I can talk, I can clearly talk while I'm stoned, whereas other people kind of, <laughs> Oh, don't you love those classes where you can get ahead and then coast, especially because like some of your classes might get a lot harder towards the end. Well, for me, like, I'm I'm self-medicating. I'm ADHD as fuck, so smoking pot actually helps me concentrate. I, I wouldn't be able to do physics fucking problems. I can do, I can do my work. I can sit down and do, uh, like, video editing and shit high as fuck, but, you know, I don't know if I can do some fucking physics. Pro- I can't do physics problems at any time in any state of mind. I don't know, maybe you give me some fucking psilocybin mushrooms, I'll think I can do some physics problems. I'll do the physics problems, they won't be right. <laughs> Smoking pot helps me get over not being high too. Okay, okay, let's let's finish this video and I'm going to get a little more high. I actually expect two weeks down the road, here and there, we're going to have further bursts of COVID infection because of exposures that happened on this Labor Day. I don't even know about a fucking burst. We're just seeing the chart go straight fucking up. Hopefully we're plateauing now. But like, I kind of doubt it with Labor Day and college football going back in. Holy fuck. And as I mentioned in the teasers, the fucking move variant. 
Holy shit, I didn't realize, I didn't know the name of it last week. Like, when I first did the story, when I first did this story, they hadn't named it yet. Then the next day, it had the name, the Moo variant. New Moo COVID-19 variant now found in 49, 49 states. Holy shit, the St. Louis Dispatch is really fucked up. I can't see the story. Well, that's weird. Holy, I'm getting inundated by ads. Fuck you, St. Louis Dispatch. We'll move on to the next story then. Moo. The South is on fire. Packed hospitals and packed football stadiums as COVID continues to surge. Health officials are hoping that Labor Day parties were held outdoors where the risk of transmitting COVID-19 is a bit lower. Lauren Tellerico in the Med Center tonight where cases are still surging. Lauren. Yes, they are. And between- the, the kids, the kids are their hope to not shut down the economy. They're hoping to get us to herd immunity by giving it to all the kids. They think minimal kids will die. And they're just going to let it run wild. That's 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 exactly what it is. And that's how they're, they're hoping to get us to herd immunity. There are enough adults that take the vaccine and they just let it run wild through the kids. And they're hoping enough people don't get pissed off about it. School starting packed college. I. General Sherman would be incredibly happy to hear a headline like the South is on fire. Be like, God damn right it is. I did my job properly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to make I meant to make that joke earlier when I actually put this put the story on there. I'm glad you brought it up, Tom. <laughs> he only burnt down Atlanta though. We'll we'll get I don't know if she's ever told that story on air. We can get Sparkles to tell how, like, she's upset that Sherman didn't go further. He just burnt down Atlanta. It wasn't enough. Football stadiums and people relaxing their COVID precautions. Health officials say we could be in for a long fall. Amid this COVID-19 Delta surge, we've got packed hospitals and packed stadiums. The South is on fire. Infectious disease expert, Dr. Peter Hotez. Well, they were quoting Hotez, so. We somehow decided this is over. This past week, the CDC reports more than 153,000 daily cases in the U.S. Who decided this for us anyway? I didn't decide this. 100 people tested positive for COVID-19 in greater Houston yesterday. Let me, let me, let me clarify something as well. I... If you had told me last year, we're sitting here in August, or no, September now, that like, okay, Biden is going to be the president a year from now, and you're going to be praising his foreign policy decisions, and you're going to be really upset at his handling of domestic issues. 
I would have thought it would have been the other way around. I really, honest to God, would have thought it would have been the opposite. That I'd be upset with Biden's foreign policy. But would be, you know, mildly impressed with his response to COVID. Instead, his response to COVID seems to be fucking nothing. I don't even, I don't even know. What is the government's re- Okay, and if you watch Sagar and Jetty... Uh, what what breaking points is what their show call, is called now? Sagar keeps talking about this push for lockdowns. Who is pushing for lockdowns? I haven't seen a single fucking person with power talk about lockdowns again. What? It doesn't look like that is going to be the policy. That nothing is going to lock down. That even with all these schools having to start and stop again with all these fucking restaurants failing because they're having to open up, operate short-staffed, operate people, because, I mean, even working them to death makes them more susceptible to get sick while a pandemic is going on. It's just exacerbating things. We fucking, unemployment has ran out since the last time I I was streaming. The eviction moratorium is gone. Millions of people are going to be out on the the streets. There will be no fundamental change. But like I... It it has... He's handling it worse than the Republicans did. I mean, it was a Democratic Congress. That, you know, crafted the the bills. (laughs) The COVID statues. Maybe, maybe that, maybe then we could get people to take it seriously. At this rate, COVID is going to be around longer than the fucking Confederacy. Seriously. We might as well start building statues to it. More than 1,300 in a week. I think we're in for a long haul this fall, um, with school starting, with holidays. Dr. Catherine Trewisi, an infectious disease epidemiologist at UT Health School of Public Health, says one good thing about Labor Day is it's often celebrated outside. So that would mitigate any possibility of transmission. Not that it still can occur, but it certainly cuts down the probability. Now, we are seeing transmission. The Delta variant is highly transmissible, and it is going through high concentrations of people that are outside. Um, You have to decide for yourself what risk you're willing to take. Consider, do you have pre-existing conditions or live with someone who's unvaccinated, like a child? Do you like living? If so... Don't go out there if you if you can help it. Definitely don't go do any extracurricular things like go to a concert or go to a stadium. Now, once again, I've got tickets to a concert in like two weeks, three weeks. Don't hold me to that if I end up going. <laughs> Wear my N95 and put a surgical mask over it. State fairs are going on. School's starting back. This is just, it's a recipe for disaster. 
Because no matter how much we want COVID to go away, it's still very much here. We've decided the pandemic's over. We are simply going to live with a certain number of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. I, who decided that? Put any constraints on our daily lives. So there certainly are costs. I'm Lauren Tellerico, KHOU 11 News. I just like, my ass would have liked to have stayed home and jacked off. Not send everybody out to go get COVID. That's, I, that's just me. We could have taken that approach, and it appears that approach works a hell of a lot better. Way less people die. Businesses are protected. People don't go homeless and shit. I'm fucking shit. Nurses at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, staged a walkout, I believe it was yesterday, saying they are extremely overwhelmed. A group of night shift nurses and hospital workers gathered outside UAB Hospital yesterday evening, briefly refusing to clock in for work in protest of long hours driven by the ongoing coronavirus pandemic and what they say is unfair pay. Yeah, we're coming up against the capitalist system. Bumming up against the public health needs. All right, so good evening, everyone. I'm Fred Davenport, WBTM 13 News. We're live outside of UAB Hospital here in downtown Birmingham. We're talking to some of the night shift workers who are rallying against their working conditions and also pay. They just, uh, they're out here and they want their voices heard. Uh, they've been working hard this year. Especially- well, let them talk then, bitch. So we're going to talk to them to figure out what's going on and, and why they're rallying. They want their voices heard, but let me let me keep yakking. We're just here fighting for equal compensation that we deserve while treating for our patients. Um, we just want equal pay, just like everyone else in the department gets. Um, nobody in. And you should get it. You should get fucking hazard pay, not just equal pay. You should be getting extra pay. There are nurses in the ER right now caring for the patients. We're just the ones out here fighting for what we deserve. Talk about the conditions. You all have put in a lot of work uh, uh, during the pandemic. Whoever wants to go next. Um, yes. Uh, we've, a lot of us have worked through both COVID surges. You know, this is round two. It's, you know, been very overwhelming just like the first one. We board 50-plus patients here in the ER while we're still expected to work at max capacity as well as being understaffed. So all we're trying to do is get equal Not high enough for this shit. At the hospital because we are the front line. We see all the COVID patients first before they go upstairs. So we're just here to fight for our staff and get equal compensation just like everyone else. All right, so are you all afraid when you leave that you don't know what you're carrying home and some, are those some of the concerns that you, that you all have to worry about? Absolutely. They're putting their lives on the line. COVID status is, so we are extremely exposed, especially these sick patients that come in here. Um, you know, yeah, that's a problem that's going on right now. That, you know, the, the nurses, these these health organizations 
are having to hire and spend a lot of money to bring in like travel nurses and shit and are paying them exorbitant amounts. So nurses that were already there are getting the shaft because they're not, they're not seeing the increase in pay for like, like consummate to the demand. Oh, wow. Tones. Now we are going, we're going to, we're something has come out about Fauci and the original reporting is in the intercept. So I trust it. We're going to read about this. Apparently right wingers are latching up. I don't know what the intercepts reporting says, but the right wing outlets are all taking it and running with like, see, see Fauci lied. Rand Paul has been doing victory circles on Twitter today. But let's see what the what the intercept article actually has to say, not the not the right wingers interpretation of what it had to say, because we like facts around here. Before we do that, let's hear from Fauci about booster shots, which we could see administered as soon as September 20th on with uh, who is this? this is Jake Tapper? No, that's that's some dude. I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. Will it become that this is really? It's a Jake Tapper kind of looking dude. He doesn't look like Jake. For those watching the podcast, he doesn't actually look like Jake Tapper. He's just in the mold, like the same kind of hair, like middle-aged white guy fucking shit. I... I don't even know... I don't even know... Like, how to encourage you to approach that tone. How to deal with a family member. Because, like, I probably have family members that are like that, but, like, I'm estranged from most of my family right now. (laughs) I haven't talked to them, like, before the pandemic. And, like, I... I don't think my mom's that way. I think my mom... My mom has actually gone the other way. I think I've told this story before, because my mom, uh... She loves... Early 20th century European history. <laughs> and Trump scared the fucking bejesus out of her. <laughs> so, like, she watches all these, like, period pieces and shit from, from the fucking 40s and 50s, about, like, the, the 20s and the 30s. She's really into that fucking shit. And, like, Trump just scared the shit out of her. And, like... She's used my email and she signed up for like a lot of like donations to political campaigns. Like she donated to Jamie Harrison in South Carolina and misspelled her name on the form and gave it my fucking email address. (laughs) Oh shit. But like I have other, like my brother, my brother deleted me because uh, he shared out this thing. Like, it was a meme that a lot of people shared out. It was a really good meme. It was about, like, how, like, stop saying you researched it, you didn't research it, you watched a YouTube video, blah, 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 blah. But I, I, I... <laughs> I was like, dude, isn't your wife a, a COVID-denying Trump supporter? And he got really pissed off at me for saying that. But I think she is. I don't know, because she deleted me because she was posting shit. Like... Back around the election, she was posting shit that, like, I'm like, wait a minute. Are are you on that side? What? Like, the 2016 election. So I hadn't been friends with her for a very long time. 
My brother just deleted me not that long ago. The only reason I didn't make fun of my dad more when he died was because my brother was on my friends list and my, like, fucking... Brother was actually close to my dad, so I didn't want to go, like, hard on him. I'd know my brother was just going to delete me. I would have... I would have done, like, a whole special making fun of my dad. I'd do, like, a whole stand-up bit about it. Fucking would have told way more old man stories about all the stupid shit, fucking fucked up shit I, I was a part of, witnessed. I'm sorry, I'm getting way off topic. Maybe I got too high. I can't possibly be. Alright, this... He doesn't look like Jake Tapper per se, but like he's like in the mold of a Jake Tapper. Really not so much a two-dose vaccine, right? A Pfizer or Moderna, but but really a three-dose. Anybody know who this dude is? I've never seen him before in my life. In other words, you will need that third shot, that booster, to be truly protected from this virus. Right. I think the latter, Jim, I mean, as I mean, given the experience I've had over many years with vaccines. Did you say Jim? Is this Jim Acosta? That's not Jim Acosta. Two doses of a vaccine are failing, it's that the proper regimen will very likely, as we look back... I don't watch fucking cable news. I'm sorry, I should be listening to what Fauci is saying, not fucking talking over. Also, like, somebody came to my YouTube and was like, you need to quit talking over the videos. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just go and watch the original video then if you don't want my fucking commentary? Go... Looks very much like... It isn't as if two doses of a vaccine are failing. It's that the proper regimen will very likely, as we look back on it months from now, will be that three doses is really what you should be getting of an mRNA. That might be two doses for a J&J. But for the mRNA, we know from studies that are already ongoing in Israel now that when the degree of protection against infection and even severe disease goes down to a certain precarious level, when you give the person that third boost, you dramatically increase the level of protection, even more so than before the boost. It goes up to and beyond the level of protection. So, I mean, I believe strongly that ultimately we are going to see that as the proper regimen, three doses of an mRNA. And that's a good point you just made there, that that third dose makes you even more protected as an incentive. Trouble, of course, has been some mixed messaging, some movement of the timeline on when that third dose will, will be fully uh, approved. I know you have said that you still believe by the week of September 20th or close uh, that, that the White House will be able to move forward on its plan for booster shots. But, but governors, understandably frustrated about some of this guidance. Have a listen. I want to get your reaction. We've got people that are... I'd just like to point out that this is West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, who we played the clip of, that read the report on the Delta variant, what, a month ago, month and a half ago, and said that it was so bad that it, you'd have to excuse him because he had to go to the bathroom so he could pee and then throw up. Well beyond six months that are 60 and older that need the booster shot. And we can't give it to them because we're being held up by... Whoa, 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 whoa. Who are you to make the decision about who gets a booster shot? First of all, first of all, we're going to attack Fauci and this little booster plan here in just a second. 
because I think it is going against the advice of the experts on the matter above Fauci's head. We know that people at the FDA quit, 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 quit over something having to do with the Biden plan going forward. I'm assuming it was the approval of the booster shot. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I try not, I try to, like, actually hear what people say and everything, but, like, sometimes, like, they're just boring me and I talk over top of them. Yeah, we're probably going to get shots every year. It's going to be a seasonal thing or a six-month thing fucking, uh at least for at least for like the next little bit. But like there's issues with that that we're going to talk about, but f- fucking Jim Justice is like we need to be getting our, our old people vaccinated right now cuz they vote for me and I need them alive. Uh, the nation and and on the federal level right now. We need clear guidance on these booster shots because it it undermines, uh, you know, the credibility of it. When, in your best guess, well, not just governors, but folks watching right now know exactly when and why. Why are governors trying to tell the National Institutes of Health and the CDC and the FDA what's what? It would have been optimal to get at least with the mRNAs, to get both Pfizer and Moderna to roll out the booster program at the same time simultaneously. It looks now it is possible and I think likely that you will see Pfizer get ruled out, uh, get, get rolled out first because the data that they submitted to the FDA. Remember, you, you've got to get approval. All of this, Jim, and we said that from the very beginning, is contingent on the FDA regulatory... Who is Jim? I need to know this. ...advisory committee and immunization practices to the CDC. Pfizer has gotten those data into the FDA. They're going over it now. I think, I think the show is called New Day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. But not much. So I think that you're going to get both of them out. They may not be absolutely simultaneously, but it's going to be close. By the end of this month? I would hope so. I think they're probably in no more than a couple of weeks behind, if that much. Okay. Uh, Big picture. There's a question now, right? You're familiar with this about is there a point where we begin to live with COVID-19 to some degree that that it becomes less of a pandemic response, more of what's known as an endemic response? In other words, it's one of many, though, severe diseases, infections we live with. Uh, Are we reaching that point? We can get enough kids infected. Get there. And as I said before, to, to an answer to one of your other questions, Jim, we will get there depending on how successfully we vaccinate our population. If we get more people vaccinated, how many kids get it? Big dent into that 75 million people who are eligible but not vaccinated. We will turn this around from the standpoint it will no longer be an outbreak. Mm-hmm. It will be there. You're not going to completely eradicate it. But right now, we are in outbreak mode. We have 160,000... Are we in outbreak mode? (laughs) That's pandemic. We can get that way, way down. We may not get rid of it completely. You may see intermittent cases that'll come and break through, which will be manageable. It will not interfere with our lives. It will not be a public health threat. 
How soon we get there is dependent on us. It's how soon. People are dying. <laughs> they like have nothing to do with COVID. Here's Sebastian Gorka posting from a football game. Freedom is back in style, he says. Don't tell Fauci and the rest of the fascists. House of pain. Everlast. On the mic. God damn. And not only are they gathered in there, packed like that, they're yelling. They're projecting. It's been oh my god. And 51 days. You've seen what has happened on the high school level. I think I got cut off the other night before I could show up, but like I had the I had the schedule for like some local football region and how many of their games had been canceled because the teams had caught the COVID. It's only a matter of weeks, two, three tops until that stadium right there, all those people that are there, a percentage of them are going to get sick. Hopefully, they have been... He he is he is in the mold of every fucking... Like, the chiseled Ted Danson looks with the fucking... Like, fucking slicked hair. Like... Like, he, he, like you could just cookie-cutter take him and put him... Like, it's the same thing as, like, the, you know, the, the blonde news anchor on Fox trope that's like the 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 CNN like white old guy interchangeable shell game shit he just looks you could just look at that motherfucker sitting somewhere having dinner and be like that motherfucker gives the news on some fucking station Now, the thing about boosters, and it's driving me fucking crazy, and apparently the Who is on her ass about it as well, and I I wonder if that is exactly why the people at the FDA resigned last week. Wealthy nations prolonging the pandemic by hoarding treatments and vaccines. World Health Organization blasted wealthy nations on Tuesday, saying they are prolonging the pandemic by hoarding treatments and vaccines for the coronavirus. By the way, we we have like one of the highest transmission rates in the world, despite hoarding the treatments and vaccines. I'm just blown away by the incompetence, by the greed. You guys know, I I say it all the time, they should have released the fucking intellectual property. It's pissed me off that they haven't. They should fucking... Any country should be able to manufacture their own vaccine. It's the right thing to do. 
This is not just unfair. It's not just immoral. It's prolonging the pandemic. Maria Van Kirkhove, the group's technical lead for the coronavirus, said during a Q&A, and it's resulting in people dying. Yes, we are making the pandemic actively worse. On multiple fronts, we are making the pandemic worse. The United States is making the pandemic worse. We suck. Sorry if some right-winger wants to say I hate the country, but like calling it like it is, stating facts, is not hating the country. If we had used the vaccine doses that were available differently... We would be in a very different situation right now globally. And that's, that's just like without releasing the IP, the United States could have just done its part and provided vaccines to other countries. No, 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 no. We got fucking Jim Justice in West Virginia saying the yokels that are, are, are on the verge of death anyway, that these Republicans have been saying we're willing to die for the economy anyway. Jim Justice is like, no, no, we need to get our third dose now. I don't care what the experts say. Delta virus made me have to pee and throw up. The WHO has for months been calling on wealthy nations to give poorer countries more vaccine doses and to pause booster shots until poorer countries are able to vaccinate more individuals. So not only do our pockets of unvaccinated individuals almost certainly guarantee new variants, the fact that we aren't vaccinating the rest of the world is going to guarantee new variants prolonging the pandemic. I mean, that could be a wild reality show, like a final yip-yip hooray for the fucking country. Put that shit on TV and sell it as a pay-per-view. Holy fuck, I just, I don't understand. I'm, ugh. Countries in Africa and other parts of the world have struggled to even get 5% of their populations vaccinated while, and, and they will actually take vaccines. Sometimes they have a hard time with some of the tribes that still believe in voodoo and shit, but that's a very small percentage. Most of them have seen the effects of the vaccine efforts and seen their lives improve and welcome the vaccines. We've got doses going to waste in this country. It is appalling. Who Director General uh, Trados Adahom? Oh, I'm so sorry I'm butchering your fucking... Like, it just got worse and worse as I went along. Tra- uh, not that your name is getting... <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it got more complicated as I went along here. I'm going to give it a go. Trados Adahom Gibnis. Gibnis. Said in August, there needed to be a pause on vaccine boosters for at least two months to help give more doses to poorer countries. The White House announced on Tuesday that 75% of U.S. adults have received at least one dose of the vaccine. Oh my God, that's a, that's a much higher number than I thought. 
I would have never thought that we were already up to 75% and got one dose. The U.S. is looking to start administering booster shots this autumn. The Biden administration has been donating millions of vaccine doses globally, but the WHO says more needs to be done to close the gap. Do you think that's exactly what they're like? Oh, it's not that bad. We'll just let it mutate into something that's vaccine. No, that that's get that's get no. I would trust even scientists that work for these companies are like you know have at least some sense of of altruism. I know that doesn't happen in the boardrooms, but like the actual people doing the work. And they, that, that once again, this could could go back to the, the people at the FDA walking out over the Biden administration's decision. More controversy. Let's see what The Intercept has to say about the latest on the Wuhan Institute of Virology. As I said, the right wing is going nuts. And Rand Paul is saying this proved him correct. And they're all pointing to this Intercept article. But I'm not so sure that the Intercept article says what they think it says, which is oftentimes the case. But we'll judge for ourselves. New details emerge about coronavirus research at Chinese lab. Of course, this means I'm going to have to take this video down from YouTube. Newly released documents provide details of U.S.-funded research on several topics, which we've got ivermectin stories, too, so... That would have that would have had that would have required me to take this one down. If you're ever on the YouTube and you see like copy of like the the replay of the show, it's because I've had to cut some like coronavirus shit out. YouTube is heavy-handed about medical misinformation, so I just go ahead and take the fucking show down. Fuck you, YouTube. Newly released documents provide details of U.S.-funded research on several types of coronavirus. At the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, The Intercept has obtained more than 900 pages of documents detailing the work of the Echo Health Alliance, a U.S.-based health organization that used federal money to fund bat coronavirus research at the Chinese laboratory. Okay, okay, okay. So oh, this what it seems is that this private entity had received some sort of federal grant for something and was then going to the... So it's like a backdoor way of funding. Like, not necessarily that the government was even knew that they were funding the research. A U.S.-based health organization that used federal money to fund bat coronavirus research at the Chinese laboratory. The trove of documents includes two previously unpublished grant proposals that were funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, as well as project updates relating to EcoHealth Alliance's research, which has been scrutinized amid increased interest in the origins of the pandemic. Documents were released in connection with ongoing Freedom of Information Act litigation by The Intercept, Against the National Institutes of Health, the, in- the Intercept is making the full documents available to the public. This is a roadmap to the high-risk research that could have led to the current pandemic, 
said Gary Ruskin, executive director of U.S. Right to Know, a group that has been investigating the origins of COVID-19. Oh, you you aren't going to let me live that down, are you? Well, I mean, the fucking, it is the boomers that are in charge. Don't get me started on the fucking boomers. They had a they had a responsibility during the during the eighties. They wanted to do coke and party, and then they got to, they got to be the last generation to buy the nice houses, and the and the value of houses just went up and up and up. They rode the bubbles that they created. They sold my college back to me college that they got for the for, for a wage that can be paid for by somebody waitressing waitering part-time I'm 50 grand plus in debt to get the same education it's bullshit it's bullshit and that's that's the problem is they're not relinquishing power I had to compromise with the fucking baby boomers on Joe, but that's how we got Joe Biden in office instead of Bernie Sanders. I don't like I you gotta own up to it. Let me let me sip my tea here. Is there an Ebola vaccine? Um I don't know. Is there an Ebola vaccine? That's a good question. It looks like there is uh, approved in like December of 2019 and there's still others in development. So that's awesome. Sorry, I'm having trouble with my chair. What story were we talking about, Mergen? Are we back to the... Are we back to the grants for the company? I I'm not I'm not sure what you're talking about, Morgan. Which which story are you referring to? Went on the rant about boomers. Oh, are you talking about the one with the with the funding? I my take on it is, you know, it's a private fucking company. The government probably didn't know what exactly, you know, they were doing. They were just getting federal money. 
One of the grants titled Understanding the Risk of Bat Coronavirus Emergence outlines an ambitious effort led by EcoHealth Alliance President Peter Dazak. That's that's one of the guys that was early on like trying to bat down the bat down no no fucking pun intended that time. The idea that there was a lab leak Peter Dazak to screen thousands of bat samples for novel coronaviruses. The research also involved screening people who work with live animals. The documents contain several critical details about the research in Wuhan, including the fact that key experimental work with humanized mice was conducted at a biosafety level three lab at Wuhan University Center for Animal uh, Experiment and not at the Wuhan Institute of Virology as was previously assumed. Documents raise additional questions about the theory that the pandemic may have begun in a lab accident, an idea that Dazak has called heinous. Now that that uh, Wuhan University Center for Animal Experiment, like it's closer to the market, which which clearly looks like it's the epicenter looking at the data of the outbreak and where it first started that they know of. I apparently like so Fauci's got some baggage with him from from some of his past dealings. I don't I'm still I'm still reserving judgment and I tend to side with Fauci against Rand Paul because you know Rand Paul is clearly stupid. And has said such fucking outlandishly factually inaccurate things. I and I, I I also tend to look at like tons of boomers did get fucked when those bubbles burst. Oh, we're back on the boomer discussion. <laughs> but no, like... It really is their generation. They didn't take responsibility. They did not leave the country in better shape than what they found it. They privatized the fuck out of it and sold it back to us. Exactly. Exactly. And they expect you to to succeed just as easily as they did, even though the material conditions have drastically changed for the worse because of, like, credit scores didn't exist. These predatory lending places didn't exist. This is all fucking shit that, that boomers didn't have to deal with because the, the government had a robust safety net for them. It's not the blame game. It's properly diagnosing the problem. Yeah, I I watched. So there's a there's a community in Colorado. This is a Vice piece I watched. I, th- I think last night, and they're wanting to tax people on their second houses because they're wanting to discourage people from moving to the area and pricing their local residents out. 
So these motherfuckers are going, because, like, they don't get a vote because it's their second house. They're registered where their first house is. So they're all in these, these city council meetings like, I'm a resident, too. And it would it would greatly reduce my charitable giving if you were to tax me on my second house. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. These people, that is what is wrong. They think they are entitled to it. And when they fail, when they fail, when you see somebody like the dude that pulled up in front of the, in front of the Capitol Library with the bomb the other day in his fucking forty fifty thousand dollar truck, when they fail, they blame it on the communists. They blame it on the leftists that are propping up fucking communist Joe Biden because they listen to their propaganda because they don't want to take personal responsibility while telling me they are the party of personal responsibility. It's the goddamnedest thing. Like, it's, it's not playing a blame game when I can show you the data. So I'm not, I'm not fucking... Yes, I'm blaming boomers, but rightfully so. Rightfully fucking so. And it's not like you can't pull the, well, they didn't know. They were sold a bill of goods thing. Because that's like saying like, oh, uh, uh, that's justifying slavery. Oh, well, it was, it was just what was going on at the time. Well, goddamn, like the fucking diary of, of, of John Brown, like the motherfucker was an abolitionist before we were even a country. People knew it was wrong before we were even founded as a country. <laughs> so you, you you can't come to me and say that like, oh, well, they didn't know. They decided that they wanted to, you know, let the good times roll. They wanted to party like it was, you know, 1999. Fucking Prince. Man, was he ever on the money. Party over. Oops, out of time. It really did fucking happen, but it's been a slow bleed. My like you can't say my generation has a lower life expectancy than the generation that came before me, and you can't say that's my fault. You can't say that's my generation's fault. It has to be material conditions that were left for us. Oh yeah, you're right. It it is going to make this a lot harder to argue with COVID lab leak truthers. Well, they're, they're running with this, and it's not... As I, as I said, Rand Paul is doing victory laps. And saying, like, see, I was right. And impeach Fauci. No, no, no. I think I've, I've seen them say prosecute Fauci, actually. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to take this video down from YouTube. The back coronavirus grant provided uh, the Echo Health Alliance with a total of $3.1 million, including 599000 that the Wuhan Institute of Virology used in part to identify and alter back coronaviruses likely to infect humans. Even before the pandemic, many, uh, many scientists were concerned about the potential dangers associated with such experiments. The grant proposal acknowledges some of those dangers. 
Field work involves the highest risk of exposure to sores or other uh, coveys while working in caves with high bat density overhead and the potential for fecal dust to be inhaled. I mean, I guess if you're going into caves and shit, like swallowing a turd is, is a, is a possibility. So it's just a risk. Occupational hazard, if you will. Lena Chan, a molecular biologist. I said that weird. Molecular biologist at the Broad Institute said the documents show that the Echo Health Alliance has reason to take the lab leak theory seriously. In this proposal, they actually point out that they know how risky this work is. They keep talking about people potentially getting uh, bitten, and they kept records of everyone who got bitten. Does EcoHealth have those records? And if not, how can they possibly rule out a research-related accident? According to Richard Ebright, a molecular biologist at Rutgers University, the documents contain critical information about the research done in Wuhan, including about the creation of novel viruses. The viruses they constructed were tested for the ability to infect mice that were engineered to display human-type receptors on their cells. Ebright also said that the documents make it clear that two different types of novel coronaviruses were able to infect humanized mice. While they were working on SARS-related coronaviruses, they were carrying out a parallel project at the same time on MERS-related coronaviruses. Oh. Asked about the grant materials, Robert Kessler, communications manager at EcoHealth Alliance, said, we applied for grants to conduct research. The relevant agencies deemed that to be important research and thus funded it, so I don't know that there's a whole lot to say. The grant was initially awarded for a five-year period from 2014 to 2019. Funding was renewed in 2019, but suspended by the Trump administration in April of 2020. Oh, great, it started during fucking Obama, too. That gives them even more ammo. They won't even care that it was renewed during the Trump administration. Closest relative of SARS-CoV-2, which causes COVID-19, is a virus found in bats, making the animals a focal point for the efforts to understand the origins of the pandemic. Exactly how the virus jumped to humans is the subject of heated debate. Many scientists believe it was a natural spillover, meaning that the virus passed two humans in a settings, uh, in a setting such as a wet market or rural area where humans and animals are in close contact. Biosafety experts and internet sleuths who suspect a lab leak, uh, a lab origin, meanwhile, have spent more than a year poring over publicly available information in obscure scientific publications looking for answers. In the past few months, leading scientists have also called for a deeper investigation of the pandemic's origins, as has President Joe Biden, who in May ordered the intelligence community to study the issue. August 27th, Biden announced that the intelligence inquiry was inconclusive. Biden blamed China for failing to release critical data, but the U.S. government has also been slow to release information. The Intercept initially requested the proposals in September of 2020. I wish that this document had been released in early 2020, said Elena Chan, who was called for an investigation of the lab leak origin theory would have changed things massively just to have all the information in one place. 
immediately transparent in a credible document that was submitted by EcoHealth Alliance. Now, I, like, as a media relations person, my advice is to always tell the truth because it's going to come out and you're going to look worse. You can take the hit up front and take it, like, on the chin and look noble about it. People will respect you. But for some reason, a lot of people get bad advice, it seems. That would be, like... That's probably why I will never work as a campaign manager or communications because, like, fucking communications person, booker for a wrestling company or communications person for a politician, those are, like, my two dream jobs. But, like, as a communications person, I will want a politician to tell me every fucking thing. You got caught in an adult bookstore or some shit? Like, I need to know that shit. Because we need to know how to deal with it. And my policy is honesty up front. But that gets you in trouble. Oh, RB holding Prince over. Well, I mean, like, of course, like he knew, he knew what was up. That's why, that's why he jetted when he did. Prince fucking knew. Prince knew what was going on. He called it 2000 party over. Oops, out of time. Motherfucker wrote an album called Welcome to America that got released after his death. It's spot on the money, especially when you, you listen to it through a lens of like 2014 when it was written. Motherfucker knew what was up. He knew, he knew all this shit was coming. He's like, yep, see you guys later. Enjoy this catalog of shit that I recorded on my shitter. Because every room in his house wired for sound. Speaking of arguing with the anti-vaxxers, the truthers, as a virologist, I'm shocked my work has been hijacked by anti-vaxxers. This is an article in The Guardian by David L.V. Bauer. David L.V. Bauer is head of the RNA Virus Replication Laboratory at the Francis Crick Institute in London. As a virologist, I've spent the past year or more studying the novel coronavirus that has upended all our lives. Communicating our work to the public and speaking to the media is an important part of my job, and I've always tried to be clear and accurate about the science. I believe the available vaccines against COVID-19 are safe and they are our best route back to a more normal way of living. I've been concerned about the anti-vaccination movement since before the pandemic, but I never imagined that my own work could actually be part of their misinformation arsenal. So I was shocked to discover that a recent TV interview I did for ITV London News had been seized on by anti-vax and conspiracy activists and now has thousands of likes. The original interview was about our research on the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, we don't have a video? Which found that the antibody levels it generates are not as good at neutralizing the Delta variant 
than against the original Wuhan strain, a simple update on likely vaccine protection. But the widely shared versions of the video were often edited or taken out of context to make it out to be some sort of supervillain, to make me out to be some sort of supervillain, or the unlikely hero of the anti-vax world. In some videos, I'm shown playing the part of the brave dissenter inside the establishment, blowing the whistle against some imagined harm of the vaccine. In another, I'm introduced as the head of the UK bioweapons program, being caught admitting that the COVID vaccine could somehow destroy your immune system. Like the virus itself, the videos seem to be mutating and spreading, with new, more virulent variants catching online. One of the most widely viewed videos created a convoluted and conspiratorial narrative involving vaccines, alien DNA, and abortion, which was repeated over and over, and featured the same clip of me replaying over and over at various points. Judging by the messages coming into my inbox, there are a lot of people taken in by this. I get tens of notifications a week from people still citing these videos as proof that vaccines don't work. And I still get direct inquiries from people genuinely worried about the impact of these videos. I've heard from a nurse from a prison in New Zealand wanting to reassure prisoners under her care who were fearful of being vaccinated. I've heard from a woman in the United States fearful for her clinically vulnerable brother who she said was taken in by online conspiracies. I've heard from a couple in Canada trying to decide whether to accept the vaccine, who wanted to understand exactly where these videos adhered to the truth and where they had departed from it. When I've replied to them, the response has always been grateful. I hope I've been able to persuade people to get the protection vaccination offers, but the hundreds of thousands of social media accounts sharing this distortion of my words are a different matter, forcing me to reflect on what makes anti-vaxxers share their misguided views so energetically. I mean, that's kind of like the purpose of my show. How How are these people so unaware, blissfully unaware of reality. So, so fucking cocksure of themselves. Certain they can't be fucking wrong. Angry when you question them. That's really weird. I was wondering what was going on with the chat that was, that was off. It was freaking me out. Apparently, we are delayed a few minutes tonight. My apologies to the chat. I'll go on with the show and, you know, just fuck you guys. There's people in the podcast are like, I can't even see the chat. Uh, my internet's been good tonight. I don't know what's going on. I thought I thought I fixed all that shit. A clever aspect of the videos is that they start with a trace of plausibility before veering into the impossible. In our research, we did find that antibodies generated by the vaccine neutralized the, de- the Delta variant six times less well than they did the original strain in the lab, but it's far better to have some antibodies than none at all. A fact borne out by the vaccine's continued success in preventing severe disease and death worldwide. 
And the idea that the vaccines destroy your immune system is just plain false. I had that argument again today with somebody that like, oh, it's an experimental vaccine. No, this shit has been in development for over a decade. Welcome media winch, but you're far behind. Rolling Stone issued a update. That's that's how they described it. An update to a story. Right-wingers are losing their minds, saying it should be a retraction. Rolling Stone was forced to issue an update to its viral story about Oklahoma hospitals being overwhelmed by patients who overdose on the drug ivermectin. And they're like, oh my God, their new line is that it is a Nobel Prize winning drug. How can you be against it if it's a Nobel Prize winning drug? They're calling a Nobel Prize winning drug horse dewormer. I'm serious. That's their fucking line now. On Friday, the Liberal Magazine published testimony from Dr. Jason McElyee, who told a local news station that hospitals were being overrun from patients overdosing on ivermectin, which resulted in other patients waiting for treatment. McElyee claimed that the situation was so bad that gunshot victims were being neglected. The ERs are so backed up that gunshot victims were having hard times getting to the facilities where they can uh, get definitive care and be treated. The story, which originally appeared in Oklahoma KFOR-TV News, was widely shared by reporters, including MSNBC anchor Rachel Maddow. Fellow MSNBC left-wing anchor Joy Reid also promoted the story during her show on Friday, repeating McKelly's claims. The story was also shared by the New York Daily News, Newsweek, The Guardian, and Insider. However, the Northeastern Hospital System which McElgy works for, issued a statement regarding his association with the hospitals reported in the story. The NHS revealed while McElgy is affiliated with a medical staffing group, he has not worked at the location in question for two months, nor has he treated any ivermectin overdoses. Although Dr. James McElgy is not an employee of NHS Sequoia, He is affiliated with a medical staffing group that provides coverage for our emergency room. With that said, Dr. McElyee has not worked at our Silasaw location in over two months. NHS Sequoia has not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. This includes not treating any patients for ivermectin overdose. Furthermore, the NHS insisted that patients are not being turned away for any emergency care in contrast to recent reports. Rolling Stone later published an update to the top of the story, which repeated NHS's statement. Critics slammed the magazine for publishing what appears to be a false story. What appears to be a false story? I'm not not sure it's a false story. I mean, one, he was relating anecdotal evidence, first of all. I'm actually not with Xfinity. I mean, they they issued the update and had the statement from the hospital, so I don't I don't know what else they wanted. And, and like, 
these motherfuckers are like Glenn Greenwald. Fox News is where we're reading the story from. They're they're quick to jump onto any media organization about anything that they consider like, oh, that's fake news. But they never do it to themselves. They never police themselves. Fucking people at Fox News got fired for rightly calling Arizona for Joe Biden, for making the right call, and for doing it before everybody else. People at Fox News got fired for doing their job well. That's insane. Meanwhile, we did a story uh, last week, maybe. 70-year-old, 74-year-old COVID patient. 74-year-old man from COVID at Memorial. Shit, we've got a story on it. Well, basically, the judge. Seventy-four-year-old man. Well, okay, you do it then. Herman has died. His family had sought a court order against the hospital over his treatment. Pete Lopez had been at Memorial Herman Chevrolet for almost a month, battling COVID-19. His family has been appealing with Memorial Herman and recently won a court order to have doctors treat Lopez with ivermectin. Memorial Herman still refused to administer the drug. Lopez was previously prescribed ivermectin by a VA medical center, but he was admitted to the hospital before he was able to take it. ABC 13 did reach out to Memorial Herman. They sent us a statement saying, quote, Physicians diagnose and treat patients consistent with the best medical practices. It is the role of medical providers to determine safe and effective courses of treatment for patients. Lopez's family did not wish to say whether Lopez was vaccinated or not. 74. Well, he wasn't. What that means when they won't say it. All this fucking misinformation. Missouri restaurant gets around COVID-19 order. By reopening as a private club. And I'm sure we're going to have an update on Ray's Cafe here. When it has to shut down because it has an outbreak of COVID. A Missouri restaurant decided to reopen as a private club in order to avoid an order from health officials to close. Ray's Cafe in Blue Springs was told by Jackson County health officials to close its doors Friday after receiving reported violations of the county's COVID-19 order. On Saturday morning, a KSHB photographer took a picture of a sign on the restaurant door showing the business was now Ray's Private Club. A $1 membership fee collected at the door at each member's visit. Dress code is no masks allowed. By entering this club, you admit that you are not a member of the general public. By signing your name, you record your membership and attendance. Members are allowed to suggest items for the menu. Jackson County's August 4th health order said it applied to places of public accommodation, including any place or business offering or holding out to the general public goods, services, privileges, facilities, advantages, or accommodations for the peace, comfort, health, and safety for the general public. The order also said public accommodations shall not include a private club. Oh, there you go. That's how they got around it. 
Meanwhile, a parent is upset in Las Vegas because their kid might have had their mask taped to their face. The mom of a local nine-year-old boy is demanding his substitute teacher be fired after she says that a teacher taped a face mask to her son's face. <laughs> I almost saved this for the freak show. I really did. I'm like, this is, this is something I can make fun of here. When he did not wear it properly in the classroom. She spoke to us under the condition that we not use her name or show her face, worried her son could be further traumatized at school, but wanting other parents to know what is happening in one fourth grade classroom. I, I was furious, furious. I was, I was scared for my son on what kind of like long-term effect it's gonna have on him socially. Uh, the fact that the entire class was laughing. This mom of a fourth grade student at Reedham Elementary in. Now, 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 I'm, I probably shouldn't tape a mask to a kid's head. Just like we don't know all the details, but just 99% of the time, I'm going to say like, you shouldn't tape it to like, it's a little different. Like if it like taped to the side of his head or something, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened. Also, like, did it even really happen? Is she making this up? Is she full of the propaganda? We don't know for sure. Mountain's Edge says his substitute teacher stepped way over the line when the nine-year-old failed to properly wear his mask in class. He went to get a sip. Have you duct tape it? Like, we've seen the people being duct taped to the seats and flights, which apparently the, the airlines have gotten real upset about that. Told people, don't duct tape people to seats on flights. Now, if you're duct taping a mask to a kid's head, that's probably way over the line. Just just trying to just trying to be fair here. Don't want to be partisan. Of water, forgot to put the mask on. Teacher then did not tell him to put it back on or send him to the office. She instead pulled him up in the front of the classroom in front of all of the students. And she then taped the mask across the top of his face. The mom says the sub added a second layer of tape from his nose to his forehead. And with tape still on his face, he went to the office to pick up homework he'd forgotten at home and his dad dropped off. When he went to the office to... So he's just a shitty kid all the way around, eh? The administrators noticed the tape on his face. Alarmed, that administrator took the tape off of the child and alerted the principal who went to the classroom to investigate filling out this report and she saw another student okay so it did actually happen like another administrator saw it on their face as well this mom later asked her son had other students also had their masks taped to their face he said yes it's been happening in his classroom since the beginning of the school year he says that he remembers up to five this mom says it is not a political issue she has no problem with the mask mandate but says nine-year-olds like her son are often forgetful and should never be punished, purposefully embarrassed in this way. He was very upset. I can agree with that. He was humiliated. Fox 5 questioned the school district about this incident. They responded, quote, The district is aware of the isolated incident and is dealing with the employee through the proper channels. The principal proactively notified the family of the investigation. But that's not good enough for this mom. I don't think this woman has any business teaching children, for one. Number two, I think 
Uh, parents need to know what's going on in the classrooms. It's, an, it's I don't know if I would go that far, but she should definitely be reprimanded. And the mom also filed a police report about the teacher putting her hands on the student. She's also now looking at changing schools or possibly moving to a charter school. Oh, she's not political, though, a charter school. Ugh. All right, so remember the right-wing asshole who died of COVID after being anti-vaccination? Phil Valentine out of Nashville. Super Talk 99.7 WTN did a Labor Day special. First of all, you had this motherfucker on the public airwaves spouting complete fucking nonsense and it got him killed. It got him killed. His bullshit got him killed. I can't believe I can't believe you still allow the right-wing blowhards you have all over your airwaves to continue to spew their their fucking bile and bullshit. But you have the audacity to do a Labor Day special of this asshole who died eating his words almost literally. Let's hear what a Phil Valentine, or at least the first few minutes of a Phil Valentine... Labor Day special sounds like. This is the motherfucker. Anti-vaccination died of COVID. Information fueled, opinion driven. This is the Phil Valentine Show. On- I wonder. I wonder how much information we're actually going to get from this son of a bitch. Ah, oh, damn it! Licensed music on the real radio. I miss that shit. It's Dan Mandis on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. For the next several hours on this Labor Day weekend, we are going to be taking a look back at some of the best moments that Phil Valentine had on the air here at WTN. And I wanted to play as much... He didn't have, he didn't have best moments. Celebration he had bullshit moments. Of weeks ago, but we were so honored to have so many of your terrific phone calls that I decided to put this retrospective together. And with so many great moments, it's easy to... I seriously don't understand how you can lionize a dude for literally doing something that got him killed. His propaganda got him killed. So you celebrate his fucking idiocy by putting his propaganda on in a special on Labor Day. On fucking Labor Day why Phil Valentine is such a fan favorite. He was able to talk to anybody, people on the left, people on the right, the middle, and he was always respectful, even when he didn't get that same respect in return, like that time that none other than Rob Reiner called in during the 2000 election. We've actually got Rob Reiner this time. Oh, good. oh this is interesting. Rob, how are you doing? Nice to talk to you, Phil. So you're here to support Gore, are you? I am, and this is such a critical election, and it is so tight that even though there's only a, a couple hours before the poll- Talking about cheating. Talking about cheating. That, that's an example of the right cheating. Al Gore won that fucking election. 
There was a Brooks Brothers riot in Florida that stopped the recount, and the court had to step in, and the Supreme Court upheld the stopping of the recount. If the, if the count had gone on, Gore would have been president. It's an example of right-wing cheating. Polls close. I'm urging voters to get out there and vote for Al Gore. Well, let me ask you, you're in that 1% uh, that Al Gore keeps talking about as the evil rich. 1%. And the reason I'm asking people to vote for Al Gore is because that 1%, I don't want it and I don't need that extra tax cut that George Bush is offering. Well, why don't you send your money into the government then? It doesn't benefit me because the go- it's not sending... That's what he's asking for. Drives me crazy. The government is the people. Right. Well, then the it, government can. There's a thing called the Social Security system that has benefited people for 65 years. Right. There's another system called Medicare that has benefited people for almost 40 years that we want to keep intact. Not to mention the fact that we have an opportunity to meathead right here and fix public education. What that dog? I had fucking. Well, fucking Meathead was on MSNBC the other day, and I'm like, oh, that's Meathead. We got fucking Meathead on Phil Valentine's show. But Social, Secu- but Social Security is... Can do. Individuals <sighs> cannot fix the education system. No, well, sure they can. Wait a minute. Let me finish here. I'm sick and tired of hearing people tell me that it's not the government. It's your local government that's using... That, 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 that the that's right. Being used. That's right. The and local government controls the schools. The federal government. No, 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 no. The local government should be controlling the schools, not the federal government. Yes, the local government will control the schools, but the local government gets money from the federal government. Nah, but uh, like about, uh, what, between 5 and 10%? Oh, yes, it's about 7%. Right. But no, 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 no. We, we should... T- Totally abolish the way that we fund schools, which is by local communities, so that rich assholes like Phil Valentine, their kids go to nice schools because it's funded by their property taxes in their county. We need to decouple it from the area where people live and fund all schools equally instead of this, this fucking entrenched bullshit. Go to leveraging bonds to, 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 to... Also, like, I'm out of actual pot, so I'm going to have to walk over here. I mean, I've got pot. I've got, like, I'm out of it here. I've got to walk over there. Leverage from the federal government. Oh, I don't have to walk over there. It's down here. Al Gore is not uh, 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 mandating local, uh, you know, federal government control. By the way, and this is important for your your listeners to understand, and I'm sick of hearing this... George Bush is the one that's mandating a federal program. How so? What do you think the voucher program is? That is a federally mandated no, 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 program. No, no, no. It, fu- it is funneling taxpayer money to private interests with less oversight. That's that's what the voucher program was. That, Continue to talk over me. I'm going to keep yelling as loud as I can. Well, I'm, I'm trying to have a co- Rob. I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation with you. Out there who are voting against their own self-interests. All right. Well, let me let me ask you. Helping themselves. All right. Well, let me ask you about you know the, a lot of people in Hollywood who are well, all keep for interrupting me. That's fine because I'll, I'll I can. Talk well, let me. Well, can I ask you a question for crying out loud? No, let me answer. The- Okay, Rob Reiner is totally not coming off well here. And I, like, as a media personality, and I learned this very early on in the, in the, in the streaming world, is, like, one of, the, one of the very first times I started dipping my toe into the streaming, I went on with some right-wingers. And, like, I wasn't high. I, I hadn't eaten yet. I let them goat me into, like, I got really pissed. And, I, you know, I tend to yell anyway. But, like, I was super fucking pissed off. I wasn't yelling in my, like, jovial way. And it didn't come across well. Fucking, when, you, when you're on somebody else's turf, especially. You know, it's one thing for me to be able to yell at somebody when I'm controlling the microphone. You go on somebody else's turf. You gotta keep your cool. 
You gotta be joking. You can't let him break you. Fucking Phil, Phil is completely wrong in everything he's saying, but he's coming across better. All right. Uh, it, a lot of people in Hollywood uh, that make a lot of money are all for people paying uh, their fair share of taxes. Why doesn't? Why don't the people in Hollywood get together, have a big benefit for the government, and give half their income to the government? We have. We are the most generous group of people on the planet. You're not giving. You, you got. You got taxes. I don't know if I'd say that. I talk to you. I'm asking people to vote for Al Gore because it's in their self-interest. Well, I mean, but no, but you, and I'll talk to you later because every time I start to answer a question, you interrupt me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up now and urge. To He's pulling a Sydney Powell. He's just walking the fuck out. Self-interest. Thank All right. you very much. Uh, thanks, Meathead. Appreciate it very much. I mean, I was just <laughs> he called the Meathead. He kept yelling at. You. He monopolizes the conversation. Then they let me in on my own doggone show. No See, wonder they called him Meathead. Well, it's because he's the director. <laughs> so he has to do that. He has to shout at actors all the time. I guess so. Yes, that phone call is, of course, legendary in the career of one Phil Valentine. He was always able to speak to just about anyone. And one it of didn't seem like he was able to speak to anyone there. Donald Trump Jr. An epic. Oh my God, we got Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. Don, how are you? I'm doing well, Phil. Thank you. Finally good to see you in the flesh. Oh, I'm definitely not high enough for this shit. The the latest thing is the immigration deal, and Mm -hmm. and people saying, well, what's the humane way to get uh, all these illegals out of the country? And I just wanted to bend your ear so you could pass it on to Dan. He said humane and then called them illegals, which is a dehumanizing term. To make them, to otherize them, to make it okay to brutalize them. Fucking, you are a slimy piece of shit, Phil Valentine. We've talked about demagnetize America for years on this show, and that is cutting off the magnets that brought them. You've got uh, jobs and benefits that bring them here, mm-hmm. and if you cut them off, they will naturally go where the jobs are. I use the, the. Oh my God! You've got industries preying on illegal immigration. It's almost like business profits from our immigration system. Because they're able to exploit cheap labor and also keep you... It's almost like business runs the fucking government and is doing what they want. Dumb piece of shit. Oh, I fucked him up. He didn't like that I called him a dumb piece of shit. Now he ain't gonna play. Example for me, oh, there we go. You know, I lost a gig in Nashville several years ago, many years ago, about 20, and couldn't find anything in Nashville, so I moved to Philadelphia, got a better job. I mean, I think that's the humane thing to do. If we stop attracting the illegal aliens, they will go home. All right, listen, I think I think there's an element of you know truth to that, certainly. I think you know it's a big part of the sort of major four-step, at least four-step rollout of my father in terms of having an E-Verify system, having these things, letting ICE do their job, mm-hmm. uh, you know, controlling our borders for a change. But, I mean, so much of what's there... Oh, you want to you want to clamp down and... Just, they're just choosing not to enforce it, which is, right. you know, ridiculous. And, you know, ultimately, I'm not necessarily the person getting hurt by those. It's, you know, our African-American youth with all-time record, you know, high unemployment in the inner cities. It's other Latinos that are getting, you know, undercut for these wages by people that pay, aren't paying in. I mean... This is what makes sense, not just for Americans, but also for you know Hispanic Americans. For now, what what time period did this take? Like, did he have Don Jr. on while Trump was president? Because one of the things that they touted was the record low black unemployment.
I don't want to know about that side pussy. That was weird. That was a whole fucking conversation that I didn't like that happened. For African Americans, for all Americans, uh, you know, just to implement the laws that we have on our books. Yeah, and and that's a top-down deal. I mean, the president can right. do that and say, "Hey, we're going because this president Obama has chosen." Okay, so he he like 100%, which is in the run-up to 2016. Have, you know, chosen to support my father. I think it's the first time they've ever endorsed a candidate mm-hmm. uh, because they recognize, you know, what's happened. I mean, they've their power has been taken away. They've been told not to enforce things, and uh, people just they they touch them and go, and that's it. Well, yeah, I've heard people say, well, you know, Donald Trump's gone wobbly on this immigration thing. And, He's never and, gone wobbly. Well, I'm just, so, I'm, I'm listening the other day, he was saying, they got to go home. They got to go yeah, back where they he, came he, from. He couldn't have been more clear, and I was there, because I was, you know, what happened, you know. On, you know when we saying this at a time when immigration was like net fucking zero. So I'm sitting in the room, and what my father did was, he, he surveyed the crowd. He had thousands of people in a room. He was basically and he realized they were racist as fuck, and he started playing to it. You're exactly right, Don Jr. Right. right, they play. Trump was, well, I was like, what? What do you mean? Where, where was the waffling? I, I didn't see it. So, no, he, his stance hasn't changed. It's been the same now. That does. All right, that's enough of Phil Valentine. I just wanted to. God, I wanted to tear into that motherfucker. I can't believe that station still airing a, airing a tribute to him after his own propaganda got him killed. What a dumb fuck. Should have never been on the air to begin with. So Ron DeSantis got into it with a reporter. I think it was today. He was talking about something about defund the police. But he got asked a question about a reporter because he's taking a hit on the COVID issue in Florida. That's not what I said. No, no, no. That's not what I said. Uh, not that I ever expect to be quoted properly. What I said was, if you're going to force vaccine mandates on people, just understand that what the data is showing us about the vaccine. The, va- the data is showing us you're much less likely to be hospitalized or die if you're vaccinated. That is true. Yes. And I think you see it in the statistics. Yes. The vaccinations have not created herd immunity. And so if the idea is that having... Enough people have to take it. Enough people have to take it. You can't actively work against getting people vaccinated and, and help propagandize them and then be like, well, we didn't reach herd immunity. I don't know how that happened. Uh, herd immunity, you force everyone to do this, and that will create herd immunity. That has not happened. Um, it's still spreading. People who, I mean, obviously in Florida, we're going down now, which is great. But um, but that's not what the, the issue is, is, is it creating the herd immunity? Fauci also said if 50% were vaccinated, you would not see any surges anymore. Well, that isn't true. Look at, I mean, obviously the Sun Belt. Look at the Pacific Northwest. Look at Hawaii. Uh huge surges that you've seen and so but just under we have a new variant and the, and the messaging from the cdc has been horrible proof of this uh, to eat at a restaurant or to do basic tasks go to the grocery store there's some places around if you look at some of these places that have really gone off the deep end to say to go to the grocery store you should have to do that so we're not doing that in florida but the theory behind it is that if you make it so make everyone have to do this under penalty of law 
that somehow you wouldn't have spread. And I think we just have to be honest about uh, what it, what it's... No, the theory behind it is I don't want to have to go to the grocery store with unvaccinated people who could spread it a hell of a lot more easy. ...doing and what it's not doing. We had hoped that if you had 50%, then you wouldn't have that. We had hoped you could build herd... Where did he get this 50% from? That hasn't happened. It didn't We've always known like herd immunity was like somewhere between like 73 and 78%. That there's not positive impacts, but the positive... At least, we don't know for sure. The, the, the vaccinated individual's uh, chance of being severely ill. Also, I would say, um, if you look at what we've done, we've, we're leading the nation in pushing early treatment for people with COVID. And that's people that, that, that are not vaccinated, but it's also people that are vaccinated who are... Yeah, he's been on, on the monoclonal antibodies. I'm probably fucking up the name of that. Uh, this has been available since December. We found that most of the people that were going, being admitted to hospitals, um, yes, most were not vaccinated, shoot, but almost none of them got the monoclonal treatment, the antibody treatment early on in their illness. And if they had done that, a lot of those people would not have done. So we've done we've done stuff. We've done the one here in Polk County. It's seen 2,800 patients as administered treatments. And what you're finding is we're seeing the hospital census decline rapidly. We're seeing the emergency room visits uh, for COVID-like illness decline. We're seeing the daily hospital admissions decline. So those are very very good trends. But that's about yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Well, I don't I don't know. Like, are you behind or? We were able to put there is the chat just behind, and you guys are watching the current shit. So we're going to have, by the, the end of this week, we'll be up to 25 sites throughout the state of Florida, all of them being able to do up to 320 infusions a day. Now, most of our sites don't have that much demand, but I would say the one here in, in Polk is probably doing between 150 and 200 every day. Uh, some of the other ones, like Bonita Springs, they do 300 a day pretty consistently, and then others do around 100. But the point is, is that by doing that, you know, getting it early, we're keeping. Who is this chick? She is like out of the hospitals, and that's obviously better for for their. She's got some googly eyes towards DeSantis. Gets admitted to the hospital, recovers, uh, and it's also helping relieving a burden. I don't know what's going on here. Also, I'm glad they're all, like, associating with each other. We know that cops are dropping like flies because a lot of them are refusing to get vaccinated. I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead since everybody's so far behind. Might even go back to, the like, the open screen and shit and... Let it let it sit there so I don't cut you guys off. But I am I'm gonna raid Media Winch. I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna give you an animal video first because you know that's gotta happen. Here's some bears in a fucking hot tub. I think this isn't even the the even the first time I played a bears in a hot tub video. It's kind of common among Gatlinburg where a lot there's a lot of outdoor hot tubs. There's a lot of bears. These are some cute bear cubs. Taking a little dip. They're fucking adorable. I assume they don't have the hot tub going, so it's like it's cool water and the bears are just like cooling off.
I'm I'm totally here for some from for some bear cubs pulling off in a hot tub. Fucking meathead. Oh shit, I can't dump you in Media Winch. It's not Monday night, it's Tuesday. I'm off a night. That's right, I'm sorry. Yes, damn it. Up the internet in the U.S. It is a shame. I'll check my settings. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Polly People, who is looking quite lovely tonight. Go ahead, lie one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I am Justin Freegan. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.